Today's topic, we're just going to get right into it. What's up, David? Today's topic is mental toughness. Um, my name is Nick Humphreys. If you've never seen me before, I was offered to play a contract to play professionally when I was age 18. Played in six countries, played all over the world. Um, the head of Train Effective. Um, what was my favorite country to play in the world? Wow. I think Switzerland, because it had great facilities. What's up, Joey? Um, I think Amsterdam was amazing. The talent in Amsterdam, the talent in Holland, even at the lower levels, so good. People are so good, so talented, so technically good. Um, just amazing, man. Just amazing. But we're gonna be, we're gonna be talking about um, mental toughness now. Just before I get into to things about mental toughness, just before I get into things about everything, okay? Um, uh, a, lo a lot of you being a lot of you guys have been asking, how do I sign up for the Effective Academy? If you want to sign up for the Effective Academy, go to traineffective.com. Click on the um, sign up link in the in the traineffective.com. And if you want to select a plan, select any plan that you want. I, I usually recommend at least a pro one. Um, you can use the, the coupon code DEDICATION10. DEDICATION10. And um, you'll get 10% off. So that was a quick little thing I wanted to add because lots of you have been asking. Um, now, mental toughness, guys. We asked, we, we, we talked about it yesterday, Sergio Ramos there. We talked about Sergio Ramos, guys. And what do we think, what do we say about Sergio Ramos? What do we say about Sergio Ramos? We, we said that Sergio Ramos has no fear. Um, as arrogant people might, might think he is, um, as much as you may, may not like him, um, because of that push to Salah in the in the Champions League final. I mean, come on, <laughs> felt so sorry. But um, as, as much as, as all those things, who would you want to take a penalty if it was going to be the end of the world? <laughs> sorry, if the penalty didn't go in, it would be the end of the world. So he, you'd have to score. Who would you want? Who would you want the um, who would you want the person to take the penalty? Right? You wouldn't say no to Sergio Ramos. Um, that's for sure. You know, if he's confident about it, you guys can say your names, but I know that Ike is saying, well, she want Ronaldo to take it or Hazard to take it or Messi to take it. Liam says he'd want himself to take it. That's how confident he is guys. Um, so, so, so that's just it, isn't it? Rick said he would want to take it. That's how confident he is. So, so that's all it is, right? It's not about who's the most skilled at taking penalty. Usually it comes down to who's the most confident at taking a penalty. And if someone displays confidence in taking one, usually more, more often than not, they'd score. Um, but in terms of mental toughness, guys, when we talk about mental toughness, we talk about one definition. That is mental toughness is defined as the ability to overcome an obstacle that gets put in your way. We as uh, footballers, as people going through life, um, we usually think that, okay, I need to get from point A to point B. And point A to point B is, it's gonna take me six months. Um, I'm gonna do my thing, six months, 
straight line like this, I will get to where my goal is in six months. You need mental toughness because usually, actually pretty much all the time, this thing you say six months, usually it's not going to be the case because that six months, it ends up going like this, up and down, up and down, up and down. Something that was supposed to happen in month two didn't happen. Something that was supposed to ha happen by month five didn't happen. And then six months turns into 12 months, into 18 months. And eventually just into a journey, just into a journey where so many obstacles get put in your way and you think, well, I have to overcome this now. I have to, if I'm going to reach my goal, I have to get over this hurdle and this rock and this tree. I have to cut down, get away so I can continue on my, on my path. Right? So when we talk about mental toughness, this is it. Mental toughness is about being able to respond to the unexpected. Mental toughness is about being able to to get over any obstacle that's been put in your way. Mental toughness is about having confidence when a lot of people would act in fear, right? Who's got another example of, of uh, mental toughness? Someone, some example that maybe you've been through where you stay mentally tough. Um, maybe even a situation where you thought you could have been more mentally tough, you know? You know? So Liam says him at the moment with his injury. Fika, now this is this is heavy, but Fika says um people being racist to me because I'm black. Okay. Who else has who else can name an example of um, mental toughness? But l let's let's get on your example, Fika, because um, I don't want to I don't want to dive too much into the issue of, of racism, but it does it, it does exist, especially in a, in a, in sports, and especially in a sport like like football, when you have uh, you have every nationality, every every religion, every everything in a big melting pot. Um, on the pitch and every single race, every single nationality is going to have a, con um, a perception, a preconceived notion of, you know, what that nationality is like or, or what they think of that race, what, what they think of that culture, what they think of that religion. And you as a footballer have to be, have to be tough to situations. Um, you have to be, you have to sometimes say, put your hands up and say, you know what, people, people, uh, some people are just nasty people. Some people refuse to accept that you're a different skin color, different race, different, speak a different language. Um, but you can either, just like anything that we talked about, you can either, you know, choose to, choose to embrace it, choose to embrace it and use it as fuel or get down about it. Um, you look at Raheem Sterling. Have you guys seen the story about Raheem Sterling just um, just earlier this week when he played against uh, Montenegro? Um, uh, uh, yeah, so you heard the story, right? People, the fans in Montenegro, apparently some of them um, were being real, really racist to him. 
so when he scored a hat trick in that same game, he would do this face because I'm I'm assuming they called him called him a monkey or something, um, because he did this. He pulled his ears like like, like this, but he scored three goals and he did that face. Later, he posted on, on his on his social media and said um, he said that like yeah. What more can I say? I scored three goals, um, but racism really needs to be kicked out. You know, that, that's kind of his, his message he was bringing. But you look at someone like Sterling, he could have either got really down and really frustrated and really angry that, you know, these fans around him were being racist. Um, you know, he could have, he could, if he wanted to, maybe he could have walked off the pitch. He could have just walked off, got frustrated, you know, and either just walked off or just had a bad game because... He listened to those noises around him. Instead, you see, he scored three goals, a hat-trick, and the media, uh, I think many of the English fans, and I think many of the fans around the world have praised what he's done. The fact that he scored three goals silenced anybody that was, you know, taunting him. Um, and it sent a message to, to world football and to people in that you just got to keep doing what you're doing, keep going. But... But that's all part of being mentally tough, right? It's just that. Um, what else are you guys saying here? Being told I'll never make it because my goal has never been done in my city. There's, there's I mean, there's plenty of stories where so-and-so got told by the teacher or so-and-so got got by, told by someone in the city that, yeah, look, there's no one that's made it from this place before. So either you can, you can say, yeah, no one's made it and probably I won't either. Or you can say, I'll be the first. And that's going to be my purpose. That's my great sense of purpose. That's my legacy. That's the thing that I want to create. You always have two ways. There's just, there's, that's just it. That's just mental toughness. That's confidence in your ability. That's purpose. That's everything we've talked about the last eight, nine days. You know, you can always find a way. You can always either accept or reject something that's being said to you. It's just up to you. It's simply just up to you whether you go for it or you don't. It's really that simple, you know? Really that simple. Um, Mental, mm -hmm. and Ficker, Ficker, by the way, with that racism issue, he says, he says, yeah, I just use it as a motivation, and yeah, I look up to Sterling. I said yes, brilliant, you know, brilliant, brilliant. But that's what mental toughness is all about. You look at this picture of um, of Rio Ferdinand. Now look at him, guys. He's got a nasty, nasty cut on his face, on his eyebrow. This is the kind of cut like you got punched in the face. You're dizzy. You're dizzy. You're, you're probably not even seeing straight because you've got this deep of a cut. Um, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, just Google Rio Ferdinand cut, cut on his eyebrow so you can see like what we're talking about here. But this is toughness. If you've ever looked at Rio Ferdinand play or, or him – talk i mean you'll always see someone about relent relentlessness someone someone that's 
just gone through a lot of noise challenging himself. Um, but this is just everything you do off the field, it comes on the field, guys. And on the field, Rio was a, a warrior just like he was off the field and just like he is off the field. But you see, he had this massive cut gash in his face. And you think to yourself, well, if you got that kind of cut in a game, are you actually going to continue? Like, this is a nasty one. He's like lost half his eyebrow here. What would you do? Would you keep going or would you kind of come off the pitch and, you know, rest a bit? He, the, the medical advice he probably was given was, all right, I've got to get off. He, they probably said to him, Rio, you should get off the pitch because that cut is nasty, mate. But you know what? I think in this game, he was playing in the, I think it was a Manchester derby Manchester against Manchester City. He said, nah, I want to play. Nah, I'm the centre-back in this team. Nah, I want to hold my ground and I want to make sure that we, we win regardless of whether I have a cut on my face or not. And so he had that mental toughness to overcome that pain, overcome that obstacle that he was going through. I'm not saying, by the way, play through injury or play when you got serious pain or play when, you know, you actually feel that you're just about to faint or, you know, some, or, you know, something like that. Your heart's beating really fast and that's weird. Like you, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to those signs, but, and, and, and distinguish between where something where you can keep going, you just have to be strong up here and where something which, okay, if I keep playing like this, it's going to make my knee much worse or it's going to cause a rip in my hamstring or something. So you, you gotta, you gotta have, be able, able to distinct, distinguish against those, uh, between those two. But one thing's clear. Okay. Many, much of the time, many of the time it's mental up here. Can you overcome not just a cut on your head by someone, you know, doing a header accidentally heading you on your eyebrow, but can you overcome the time when you lose a ball in the game? Can you overcome when you miss that crucial shot? Can you overcome that, that chance when you miss an open goal? Can you overcome and recover it? You know, can you come back stronger the next game? Can you come back stronger the next half? Um, perfect example of this was uh, Didier Jogba. Didier Jogba in the 2012 Champions League final against Bayern Munich. Um, now Jogba, Jogba was all the way back in his defensive area and he conceded a penalty and I think was the 88th, 89th minute, something like that. One of the last minutes of the match. And that penalty was scored by Bayern Munich, but that goal was enough to, um, to win the, the Champions League final. That goal was enough to win the Champions League final. Right? But, so Jogba could have been like, oh no, someone just take me off the field now. We've lost this match. It's done. It's over. But what Didier Jogba did was, okay, he didn't lose his focus there. In fact, what Didier Jogba did is just beyond belief to me as someone that was um, a really big Chelsea fan back then. And so I just can't believe this sometimes. Jogba, right, he, a couple of minutes later, he ended up, he, <laughs> ended up scoring a brilliant header corner ball came into the box and he scored one of the best headers I've seen um, 
one of the most powerful headers I've seen. And he equalized at the last minute, and then the match went into extra time. And then what happened in that game? Drogba stepped up to take the final penalty for Chelsea to, to win the Premier League. Sorry, to win the Champions League. Drogba stepped up. And you could have thought to yourself, right? He, it could have been playing on his mind like, all right, I um, conceded that penalty early in the game. This is not my day. Or, or maybe it's not meant to be. You know, even though he scored a header and got his team back in the game, maybe maybe he's like, maybe it's not meant to be. But he put everything aside. And if you look at that penalty in, in the 2012 Champions League final, he puts his the ball down in the field and Jogba takes one, two steps back. And you can see he's confident. He knows he's going to score this. And then boom, low in the bottom left corner and Chelsea win the, win the Champions League. That is mental toughness, my guys. And now Drogba is a hero at um, at Chelsea. You know, Drogba, one of the one of the African great players, and much into contribution because because of that goal he scored, um, and those goals he did score in the Champions League, where he either could have been a villain or he could have been a hero, but he was tough. You know, so so that's it. Um, you know, I think another person that that demonstrates that mental toughness is Van Dijk. Um, you know, and he's scoring scoring a lot of goals for for Liverpool right now. You know, probably a lot of players and, and coaches around him say, oh, "What are you doing, mate? Like going in the box all the time or whatever." But he's got that confidence. He's got that natural, you know, desire, that willingness that he wants to score. He wants to be the best player. He wants to be a Liverpool great, I think. I think he 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 wants to be one of the main guys, main stars in Liverpool um, for a long time to come. So this is why he's putting in the performance that he is and the goals that he, he wants to put in, you know? So, yeah, that's just it, guys. And arguably one of the, maybe the best defender in the world right now, Van Dijk. Um Rick says he's he's proud Dutch. Exactly right. So guys, um, that was that was that with mental toughness. Let's get into short Q and A. I'm here answering all your questions. Let's say go 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 go. Hello, let's do it. All your questions I'm answering. Answering right now. What's up, um, Fazi, Fazi, Mahu, Sergio? Yes, right. Um, Georgie, Gunz, Georgie. What's up? How's it going? Uh, care quick one on the summer trials. Who's it for? Uh, right now it's for anyone between the age of 13 to 25. Um, but it's male. It's a male thing. Um, just for guys at the moment. But, um, what you can do, Yike, is, uh, just DM, DM the train effective Instagram. And there are spots before the showcase in residence showcases, um, before them, which are like just for girls. So, Check that out. Sharuk says, Nick, explain mental toughness in one or two sentences. Bro, <coughs> come on, mate. I just I just said it. Um, you got to pay attention. Mental toughness is the ability to be relentless and overcome any obstacle that's being put in your way. 
Rick, what Rick says, what sports can be used for a better condition? Um, so, so what sports are best to gain a better, better, uh, better fitness, better footballing ability? Um, I think the best sports are, you know, like running. Um, I think the best sports are, you know, movement related. F for example, um, frisbee. I think frisbee, like playing like ultimate frisbee, it's great for defenders. It's great for wingbacks, you know, because you're constantly moving, you're working on your fitness and you constantly got to sprint, get those Frisbees, get there first before it drops to the ground. Um, movement, long run sprints, these kind of things, quick changes of direction, um, depending on how you work out. So like Frisbee, for example, if you do it right, something like ultimate Frisbee, man, it's like, it's great. Um, boxing. I think boxing is brilliant for your conditioning. Um, someone like Rio Ferdinand, guys, he did ballet. He did, he did ballet, ballet as a guy when he was young. And um, people say that Rio Ferdinand is one of the, was one of the best, best defenders in the world, um, best center back in the world. And they used to say that, oh, Rio plays with such elegance and class. And that, I think you look at why, and that's because of ballet. Look at his posture. That's because of ballet. You know, there's just things you can take from every single sport. Um, you know, it could be basketball, it could be tennis, it could be, you know, it could be anything. Um, but if you really look at a sport and break it down, you can definitely see, okay, where does that sport apply to football? You know? So... Another question. You're welcome, Rick. Yeah, swimming too. Good for cardio, good for recovery as well. Um, did a lot of swimming when I was younger too. I mean, I'm from Australia, mate. So. Uh, Creflo says, I'm not 100% sure what level of football I should play at. Um, looking to get into a team. Shall I try to get in the Division Two team? Creflo, um, start high, okay? If you can try out for the Division One team in your area, try out for them, see how you go, and you'll get a good gauge of, you know, whether they need to be in the Division Two, Division Three, whatever it is. Um, but you just got to try and fill it out. And most importantly, prepare the best way possible, okay? You got to in the, in the previous days of this 30 days of dedication, the first week, days one to five, um, we're talking a lot about the 10,000 hour rule, deliberate practice, about how you need to structure your training. And that's what you need to think about, you know? Um, train in that way first, get better like that first, be fit, and then go for that tryout. Be ready for that tryout, okay? The best way you can and get tested at your full potential, your full, what you feel like is your full capacity at that moment. Uh, Milton says, Rick, I did wrestling and it helped me stay in shape and lose weight. There you go, wrestling. And I imagine if you're a good wrestler, you're going to be a pretty good defender or a good center back because you know how to use your body. You know how to, you know, make sure how you block the ball, or keep the ball for sure. Right. <clears throat> David says, um, my goal is to get a scholarship in America. Is that the best place? And what do scouts look for? Um, 
let's let's start with how do you get a scholarship in America? Where do I even begin? I mean, this is coming from someone myself who's been offered um, eight or nine, ten, I forget last count, but I've been offered a lot of scholarships in America. Um, and that was based purely on a highlight video that I had. Um, so how do you do it? Number one, have a great highlight video. Number two, send that highlight video to the colleges that you want to play at. And number three, um, if you want, usually, usually in many cases before they offer you a scholarship, they'll need to see you play in person. Um, so you may need to travel. Uh, you may need to visit the university. You may need to visit, uh, you, you may need to play in like a showcase event thing. Um, not all the time. If your video is good enough, if you play well in that 90 minute full match, then they ask a copy for that and you play well in that 90 minute match, then, you know, they'll just offer you straight off the bat. They can. So, you know, part of the, part of the benefit, many people don't know this. Um, if you want to play in America is that many colleges are incentivized to bring foreign players. So if you're in England, um, if you're in England and you want to play in America and you go to the coach of Boston university, Boston university coach wants to bring you over more, more I think a lot of cases, um, Boston university will actually get paid by the government to have a foreign, foreign student foreign player. So many times, if many times, if you're outside of America coming from somewhere like Europe, um, they're, they're very much open to having you. So. <clears throat> and John, Jean, 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 Jean. Hey, Jean. Um, Jean says in my city, most teams have rejected me and all of them scored goals. I have been the player of the match and I have not been able to get in the team. And the team which I play is very bad. The only good thing is that there is possibility of traveling to Argentina. Okay. It's hard to, hard to get a sense of your question, but I think it's like, okay, you're playing the best in your team and you're not being seen yet. Listen, keep being the best in your team Try and train with a better team if you can, but continually be the best in your team and make sure that when people raise their hands at the end of training or the end of games, they say, yes, Gene was the best player. If it's not consistently like that, then you've got work to do. Too many people think about, oh, I need to travel to another country when they're not even playing in the, the best team in their, their state. They're not even one of the top players in their country or top players in their city. So why are you thinking about going somewhere else when you haven't even scratch the surface yet of what's possible with your own development in your own city. Like, what do you think? What are you on about? What are you thinking about? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta become one of the best in, in where you are first. You know, like what, what are you, what, what are you going to Argentina for? People see too much of that, the opportunity rather than what they actually need to work on, which is their development. That's always a mistake, you know? So, Uh, Max asks, I always get asked this question. Do you think UK football trials are worth money? Um, I think you have to understand that any open trial, 
is a for-profit opportunity. Okay, many open trials, sorry, not all of them, but many open trials is a for-profit initiative. So someone like UK Football Trials knows that if they get 100 people to come to a trial, which they usually do, that they'll get what's 100 times 100. They'll get $10,000 from it. Now, when you think about, okay, they just need to get a pitch and some coaches and whatever, it's actually a very big um, high profit kind of thing. Um, the fact that also scouts are paid to come um, rather than coming on their own merits, um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta also, you know, put a pinch of salt into that. My full thoughts on this is if you go to help.traineffective.com, okay, help.traineffective.com, and type in the article "open trials." Uh, I'm not gonna go deeply into this because I've answered this before. So help.traineffective.com, um, and and search for "open trials," and you'll see the whole opinion on that. And Yuka says, so you got scouted by Chelsea. Yes. I got scouted by work, someone working at Chelsea Football Club. He was a scout at Chelsea Football Club. You see it in the 100-day challenge. Um, but because you get scouted by Chelsea Football Club doesn't mean you're going to play for Chelsea, guys, especially when most of you are over the age of 15. You're not going to play for Chelsea like that or Manchester United like that or Arsenal like that. It doesn't work like that um, when you're over – 12 years old, 15 years old, you know. Um, but someone like Chelsea will say, okay, Nick, you're a good player. You can't get into this Chelsea team because you need to have a good CV. You need to have good good um, level of experience. You know, you, you need to have played for another Premier League team before, let's say. Um, but they're going to say, okay, but we know someone working at uh, Leighton Orient, a fourth or fifth division club, and um, I'm well connected over there, so I'd like to put you in touch and get you a trial over there. You know, so that's how it works, and that's how the scouting thing worked for me when I got scouted by that scout working at um, at Chelsea. So anyway, guys, um, that's all from today. You can go to um, 30 Days of Dedication. We're going to be doing it tomorrow again. I'm going to do be doing it from a new location. Um, but this is it about staying dedicated, about talking about these things every single day and seeing what you can learn, what you can take, what you can grab from these things and just staying dedicated, just doing it every single day and overcoming any obstacle that's in your way. You guys already know what it is because Rick has said it, Sharok has said it. Um, and if you want to visit, if you want to get the, the previous podcast, go to soundcloud.com slash train effective soundcloud.com forward slash train effective um or we have the apple podcasts as well we have uh, like they're everywhere um or you can go on our instagram stories we have a we have a thing going on there you can see in our highlighted stories when the latest um 30 days of dedication were <laughs> i see everybody saying what Ficker saying what nick is saying what Milton is saying, stay effective. Everyone's saying, what? And stay effective. So those two words I got to say, guys, is until tomorrow, stay effective, keep grinding, and keep doing your thing, everybody. Train effective family. All right? What? Yes. Stay effective, guys. All right? See you guys later. See you guys later. <laughs>